Welcome to that podcast, episode 149. I'm your co-host, Joel Lindholm, along with Jason Shirley. Jason, to add, no, my turn. Niner. When I was young, <laughs> I never needed anyone. And making love was just... Is this Eric Carmen? It is Eric Carmen, and we're going to get to that. In the music part later. <laughs> You're okay. It's a very good video thing I watched on YouTube. Anyway, welcome in. Um, lovely Sunday here in uh, Illinois. Uh, yeah. Get used to it because tomorrow's supposed to snow, apparently. Yeah, I heard Tuesday, but yeah, you know, Monday night into Tuesday. Yeah, weather. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we have kudos to start the podcast to Carlos Ferdinand. Oh, hard, hard Carl. Carl. Hard yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, pitch a no-no and was a literal foot away from a perfect game. Yes. Um, he was dealing. I watched the game, obviously. and He was amazing. Um, and it's, it's a good story, too, right? It is a great story. I mean, now, granted, he got kind of fucked by the Sox, to be fair. To be fair. It, to be fair. He got fucked by the Sox because, you know, he had... He had they non-tendered him right at the end of the season last year they non-tendered him because he was hurt but he understood i mean he had a shoulder he had a shoulder Ah. an elbow Ah. but uh he'll be fine he was was, uh how was his velocity as the game went on uh well crazily his whole career he has gotten faster as the game has gone on yes and the only thing i can liken that to and we've mentioned it several times on the podcast is the episode of WKRP in Cincinnati where Johnny fever does shots. <laughs> right. And his, his reaction time gets faster. Correct. The more the, he drinks. And the trooper looks at the thing. Like, is it broken? Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tim Reed. Oh, cops got oh, a hat. Oh, I want a hat. Oh, Howard. Hussman. Oh yes. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. So but we digress. Uh, exactly. Carlos Redon, uh pitch. Well, Got the no hitter again. Literally, he hit uh, one batter in the foot. Yeah, and as Roberto Perez was going to going to first, Rodon's like, "Did it really hit you?" Oh, did he hit? ask him? Yes. And Perez is like, "Yeah, I mean, like, you hit me right in the foot, and replay showed right off the top of the foot." So yeah, and Rodon uh, laughed about it, which is yes. cool. Yeah, good for him. Because yeah, and then he didn't fall apart, right? I mean. Nope. I think the next pitch was 99. Yeah. yeah. It was pitch it was, number it was pitch number 110 and he threw it 99. I think it was his fastest pitch of the game. It was. Right? Take that. That's right. Get some. Um but the Sox were on the road uh after that. They got snowed out Friday in Boston. Uh lost yesterday. Yeah. To a red hot Red Sox. They they had won 10 of 11 going into that game, I think. Yeah, and of course we bet on the pale hose and, uh, and we're sent uh, packing. That's right. But today they're up three one in game one. Hey, seven inning affair. They're in the top of the sixth. Who's on the bump? Uh, for the sock is Dallas Keuchel. Ah, uh-huh. today. Uh, Ta first pitch. Yapper. Nice. Yeah. So it was a good start. Now, uh, did Cease take the L yesterday? Yeah, uh, he pitched well enough to win. I think so. I mean, we saw him. I think it was was it two two, yeah. When we left, or was and it then the bullpen? Oh well, yeah, no. Then the sock, the Red Sox scored four in the bottom of the eighth. Oh okay. 
Yeah, Dylan Cease, actually, he did not take the L. Good, because he pitched well enough to win yesterday. Four and two-thirds, six hits, two runs earned, three walks, six strikeouts. The man with the loss, Cody Hoyer, Jay. Uh, Ah, my guy. Not great. (laughs) Yeah, my my new gato. Well, to be fair. To be fair. His stats don't count yet. So Right. This is true. He just got the bad one out of the way. Let's hope so. He's like, I'm going to be a gato. I have to. Yeah, man. I, I need him to be my setup guy. I know. Yeah, I lost. Uh, you need to get holds for me. Yes. I picked up the Marlins closer, by the way. For some reason, he's still available in our league. So I picked him up. Okay. So I have a dead reliever. So I had to get him off the list. <sighs> you know, cross him off. That's right. Cross him off the list. Um, so yeah, they're playing now. They're having the Sox have another game tonight, uh, or actually later this afternoon at four o'clock. They're doing the old split doubleheader to get both revenues for the Red Sox, of course. Sure. And, the and then Sox, tomorrow. And tomorrow, 10 a.m., bright and early, I will be scoring the game, and it's going to be early. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to sound like everybody's grandpa right now. Sure. But I really fucking hate that day-night doubleheader where they clear everybody out. I know. I mean, come on, man. I know. I know. It just. I'm with you. But they, they, There's only one reason they do it. Oh, I know. Yeah. Dollars. Yes. <laughs> money. They yeah. Twice as much money. So Yeah. Well, technically, they don't make twice as much money because it is a makeup of a game. They've, yeah, they've already, got, right. already got the money for the Friday game. So, um, And Boston is wearing um, – it's the colors of the finish line of the Boston Marathon. Yeah, it's not great. It's yellow and blue. They look like softball uniforms. They do? Yeah. Uh, UCLA Bruins maybe yes. a little bit? Correct. Yeah, I think Spiegel said that this morning. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think he said it was UCLA-ish. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Sox up 3-1. Louis Robert up to bat right now with two down. Uh, the coup, uh, your, your team's not, uh, they're not great. You No. Now, granted, yesterday, the, the bats, they scored more yeah. runs yesterday than they may have scored all year up to this point. Yeah, and what? A hungry bum gets a ham sandwich every now and again, right? right. I mean. Sunshine's on a dog's ass every once in a while. Yeah. That's right. But, mister, you ain't seen a ray of light since you've been here. No, no offense to Louis. I know you're out there. No offense on the dog's ass comment. Right. And no, no, no. Uh, but anyway, uh, they win 13 to four yesterday. Um, but they've been really bad, Jay. They oh, my hit. God. They, they Unwatchable. Hit. They can't hit. Yeah. That's, I have several Cub fans at work that, that have messaged me and said, this team's no fun to watch. They're no. unwatchable. Yeah. I mean, and my parents, you know, God bless them. They're almost 80 years old. If they, the Cubs get down like four or five, they bail. Yeah, my my dad throws in a movie. He's there's like, no re- there's no reason no. because they have not given you any inkling that no. they can come back from any kind of deficit right. whatsoever. Right. I think. I mean, yesterday's game, there were seven for seventy nine in runners in scoring position for the year. Yeah, seven hits. Yeah, seven hits. A lot of that. <laughs> uh, as a team, they were batting what one thirty six, one sixty three. I mean, whatever it was. I mean, it was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, they're, we they're talked last good. week about. Um, the number of hits that they had uh, the entire season, the only time lower was 1901. Right, right. And they had the worst 10-game stretch of hits in Major League history. Yeah. like So there's that. Any 10-games sequence sure. in Major League history, they had the least amount of hits in a 10-game yeah. series. And 39 or something like that. And the things that you're seeing don't feel like they're going to change, no. right? Like yeah. Javi swinging at pitches – you know, that 
or in the grass. Yeah. Well, coming, I, in, coming into today, they were, they are now 12 of 94 with runners in scoring position, a robust 128. Jesus. An OPS of 526. It's not good. No. You're not going to win a lot of games. No. And the sad part is the starting pitching, again, has pitched well enough for the, for the most part to keep yeah. them in games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's up with fucking Hendricks, man. I'm, you know, he I mean, missed that start because he was sick. And then. Does he, does he, I think because he was, I think the reason he missed the start wasn't, I don't know if it was that he was sick. But yeah. Had, was it? I think yeah. It, he, he was COVID. But it was non, it was a non COVID illness. Okay. He tested negative, but he had the, he had the symptoms. And what they said is that uh, if this had been pre COVID, he would have pitched anyway. Yeah. He would have pitched a little sick. Right. Sure. I mean, yeah. It's what you do. Yeah, he's a professor. I mean, come on. He'll figure come it out. On. Come on. Something. Come on. Uh, Keiko's still in the game, by the way, bottom of the sixth. Nice. Only, 60, a, only 66 pitches. Jesus. That's a quality start. Man, that's getting it done. Yeah, I wonder if they change the I gotta I gotta ask the baseball guys at work. Does the quality start number change because of the seven innings versus nine innings? Oh I'm guessing it doesn't. I've forgotten because it's a doubleheader. It's only seven innings. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And he just gives up a home run around pesky pole. God bless America. I hate that fucking I hate that thing. Anyway. Three two. Oh, come on, DK. Curved it right around You're better pesky, than that. Right around Pesky's pole. Damn it. I mean, that's a foul ball at the cell. Yeah. Literally. It's foul ball. Okay, so collectively the Cubs aren't hitting as a team. No, they're not. Um, we're supposed to be excited about Bryant's start. Right. Okay, wait, whatever. I Do you see any way in hell uh, Bryant is a Cub after the All-Star break? After the All-Star break? Yeah. Um, I, I legit think so, and the reason why I think so is because I think that they're going to – the asking price for him is going to be so high. I don't know if anybody's going to really want to do that. And plus he's not been super great, you know, of late. Like yeah. last year he wasn't super great this year. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not going to resign with the Cubs. I can't imagine that. Um, it's Scott Boris. Right. Right. We don't do that. Right. Now, will they, will, do they, that will, they, will they trade him? Probably. Yeah. I got to think so, but who knows for sure. I mean, he's I, just got to stay in the league long enough for a team to get to Vegas so he can play for them. <laughs> Correct. Him and Bryce Harper can go play. In yeah. Game. And jerk each other off. That's it. Um, so the Cubs, uh, I just looked it up, Jay, coming into today, dead last in batting average. Mm. In league, Shocker. Uh, 184 as a team. Oh, well, it's it's gone up a few points. And that is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It went from 167 to 184 because of yesterday. Okay. Their OPS is 645, it looks like. I'm <sighs> Back of the back of back of the envelope math. Hey Fred. Um I touch my nose. I'm gonna touch my nose. Yeah, turn it down. Yeah. It's uh, a combo. Yeah, Fred. But at any rate, um yeah, I don't know why the, the Cubs have to do something. Um I, they profess they're not gonna take on any salary, right? So there's no real hope of them trading for somebody to help them at this point, right? Right. So now it's going to be a matter of, okay, they have to make do with what they have. How are they going to do that? It's a great yeah. question. Well, I can't, and it's been posed 
that uh, <laughs> they knew this going into the to the season, right? That yeah. Hoyer was like, you know what? We've got all these guys. We're not going to pay. We're not going to improve. We're just going to throw them out there, kind of let them do what they do. We'll right. tell Javi to be Javi and swing it whatever he wants, and then yeah. we'll either get maintain these guys cheap or you know we blow it up yeah and i think they're gonna start we start the rebuild i think they're gonna look for three years of bad and and the problem is too i mean to be successful you kind of need pitching and their pitching hasn't been great right like their their hitting has been horrible we've established that right no but the starting pitching has been okay the bullpen is just hot garbage well it was decimated by fucking covid i mean when you when there's two guys that you're gonna you know rely on every other day um that are out you got to fucking scramble and bring in a shelby miller who gives up uh seven runs and then gets dfa'd (laughs) right exactly at least i think he did uh i believe i believe i heard that correctly as well okay yeah just like uh nikki over on the south side, Nicky Nick Stakes? Williams. Oh, Nick Williams. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, kid. Hit the bricks. Yeah, they started him. Yeah, they started him in left field and then DFA'd him the next day. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. None. Why didn't you? Just when you could have had Big Yerm. When you, when, well, you're not gonna put Big Yerm out there. Oh no 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 no! But you're gonna have him. They he they sat him. He, yeah. Tony sat him that day. I know. You're gonna you ride the hottest hitter in baseball exactly. until he's not the hottest hitter in baseball anymore. Correct. You just come on, right? Ride the ride with what brought you. The right? cat's hitting beach balls. I mean, that's what yeah. he sees out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been killing it this year. I mean, he's just he's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like, come on, man. And the guy's hitting like four fifty-seven coming into today. Four fifty-seven. His OPS is one point two three nine. Wow, dude. Wow. What are you doing? Just he's he's playing today, obviously. But, well, of course. Yeah, I, I'm assuming he'll DH the second game as well. Oh, and that that ball that he hit in Hard Carl's oh. no no. Oh mm. my gosh, brother! Destroyed. So now, okay, now that you have that vision in your head, right? Yes. Of how crushed that ball was. Yes. The farthest home run I've ever seen in person hit there, and it was in batting practice. Granted. Now, before they built the fundamentals thing in left field, right? Mm-hmm. So Urine landed, I don't know, four rows from the back or something like that. Something like that. McGuire put one on the concourse. Wow. So as, as a big fly as it was that Mercedes hit, and mm-hmm. it was, imagine it going farther. That was McGuire. <laughs> yeah, juice. Yeah, all the juice. <laughs> Allegedly. All the creatine. Allegedly. Yeah, trouble. Keep us out um, of jail. That's right. Uh, not much Bears news. Uh, hardly any at all, uh, except for Cordero Patterson is gone now officially. Great. Uh, it seemed like he was not going to. Oh no, they did sign. Um, shit, who did they sign? To return that, kicks. Uh, yeah, they signed up somebody to to uh, kind of be Cordero Patterson light without the running backy part. <laughs> Good. I was I was tired of that. Um, let me find it. Oh, Marquise Goodwin, former Niner. Niner. So he's going to be a wide receiver and uh kick return guy, apparently. Okay. I don't know if he was cheaper than Corderell or they just wanted Corderell gone. I and know. then assuming that Tariq comes back, yeah, and able to play, he'll do punts still. 
I would never throw Tariq Cohen out for punts again. Okay. After what happened. Fair enough. Uh, personally. Asked and answered. Yeah. Running back, sure. Great. Punts. Mm-hmm. But when you give it, you give some guy a chance to roll up on you now, and get a big head of steam. Here's one for you. I'll throw this out there. Okay. What about him returning kicks? Okay. Because he has more room. Sure. Right? The chances of getting blocked into like he did and blowing his knee out are right. nil. Right? So I'm wondering maybe kickoff returns might be in Tariq Cohen's future. Snip snap. Yeah, right. That way his uh, ACL doesn't go snip snap. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Oh, well, you know, the Bulls had the enormous splash with the trade and they were the darlings of the NBA for two or three days. And then, of course, they were on the road for like five games and they yep. went, you know, one and four. Right. And everybody's like, well, they were on the road. They haven't had a chance to get used to each other yet. And then they just, they're, they might not make the play in game. They might not. It's a, it's going to be a stretch. They're 10 games under 500. Stretch. Their last 10, they're four and six. Um, they're getting outscored, you know. Yeah. I mean, they were getting outscored last week um, by 10 points a game minimum. Uh, the last five games. Let's see what it's up to now. So the last five games, they're down 25 points total. So that's five points a game. So they've improved. Sure. They're probably scoring more points, but they let up 100 points for the last five games. 121, 101, 115, 126. And then uh, last night, they won 106, 96 to help stem a bit of the deficit. But um, but still. they just it, I don't know, man. They just can't seemed to get it to click and everybody was salivating over Zach Levine and, and uh, Vucevic just killing it, but they're not. They're no, just, doesn't seem like it anyway. No, it, it, it seems like there's one more piece missing. Right. And that would be a point guard in yeah. my estimation. Yeah. A, a true a deal. Point guard. A, yeah. Now I know that Bradley Beal is a guard. I don't know if he's a shooting guard or a point guard to be fair. To be fair, he is, a free, he is a free agent at the end of the season. Yeah. And the Bulls might have some cap space. Sure. They should. So, throwing a Bradley Beal into the mix. Now we're talking that's an offense you can score some points with. Yeah, man. I, think. I don't know how good the defense is going to be, but. Yeah, well. <laughs> but I, I sure think you can score some points with, with that, with those three in there and rotating people in and out. Right. Yeah, I think for sure. Yeah, Billy D. Uh, he's more offensively minded. Yeah, I mean, not only that, it's going to take him a while to get this thing going, right? Sure. To expect one year to just be from crap to, you know, golden goose is not going to work. True. It's going to take a going to take some time. Next year, probably they'll be. I would hope, and this is a, a big hope, five hundred team. Especially if they get Beal, they better be over five hundred. Right. And the East sucks. I mean, it's just you know, right? It's winnable. You just have to have one more component. Yeah. Um, hey, do you, if they don't make the play-in game, yeah, one of those picks that they gave to uh, Orlando may be protected. Yeah, I think it's a top, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's the top four, in, right? Yeah, if the Bulls get in the top four, if they get in the end game lottery, it's protected. Yeah, so they'll get they get to keep it. Keep it. I'm good. And the Hawks. Um, one last night, four nothing over the hated Detroit Red Wings. Beat their ass. 
revenge for losing to them uh, earlier in the week. Uh, Kaner had a goal and an assist last night. The Hawks are they they're up and down. They just don't have enough talent. They're just they're short a guy. Yeah, and the guy they're short is on the payroll, but unfortunately may have chronic fatigue syndrome and maybe the on oh yeah that's maybe, gonna be he may be done i i can't right. hope not right and it, i mean he had so many i mean he's had so many concussions in his career truth like his brain is mush and the fact that he has chronic fatigue syndrome now is not super surprising given yeah or super good with how young he is right right, right. so i mean um in the end, if he can't play anymore, that would mean an extra ten million in cap space, so they could afford to trade for somebody or, or what have you. Now, um, I caught a little of friend of the show uh, Jay Zawaski this week mm-hmm. talking about um, basically how Stan Bowman is buying lottery tickets. Correct. With yeah. all of the. Uh, either the picks or the youngsters or whatever it is that one of these guys is going to may pan out. And if they are, it's going to be right. You know, it's, they're all like kind of solid players, Mm -hmm. but there's a few of them that have a chance to be superstars. Correct. That nobody's identified yet. And and because of Seabrook situation and things like that. Yeah. um, They've been kind of the opposite of what they've been the last few years where they've taken on some salary to help to get the young guys. Like hey, we'll, we'll take that salary, but you have to give us right that guy in return. Yeah. And that's, a, I mean, given the building process that they have to do, that's a great idea. Gamble on a guy. All it's going to do is cost you some money to eat a bad contract. Yeah. You know, you have the room now I mean, with Seabrook's salary off the books and, what appears to be a Jonathan Tay's salary off the books, you're, you definitely, you're going to have to take salary on to meet the floor possibly. Like that's where they're at. Well, they, I mean, they've still got Kane and they've got Keith and yes, they've got people that they aren't going to be able to move. True. So, but, but at the same point, they, uh, they've gotten rid of, there's contracts running out and there's, um, there's some salary coming off the books. So, let me double check that right quick here. Oh, internet. Is there anything you can't do? Um, yeah. So at the end of this season, you've got uh, Kubelik is uh, an RFA at 3.7 million. Strom is 3 million. Ryan Carpenter, a million. Uh, Callan DeHaan's four and a half million comes off the books. Um, the Rapping Duke. Oh, wait. No, I take that back. Uh, let me refer. No, all that is false. I was looking at the wrong year. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was, dreaming. I was dreaming, Jay. I was dreaming. I see. Uh, it's a bunch of small salaries that are coming off the books. Nothing major. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like a million dollars here, $500,000 here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the Hawks, uh, they could sure as hell use Jonathan Taze, put it that way. Yeah. And not having him around. I mean, it's bad for morale. It's bad for uh, the bottom line. Sure. You know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I hope the kid gets through it and, can He's come just back. Gotta be miserable. But it sounds like he just can't. Right. It, that's what it sounds like. Is that he he has he he has chronic fatigue syndrome. And if that's you're gonna have case, to sit in a, a straight back chair in the dark 
for the rest of your life. Well, maybe not that, but if he comes back, you mean? No, just like now. Yeah, that's that was what he was dealing with. Yeah, I mean, uh, like the nausea and the. Uh, it's like having an inner ear problem. Yeah, I mean, you you don't have your balance. None of it. Yeah, it just hurts. Everything awful. hurts. Yeah, pain. Everything hurts. Um, oh. on to music for a minute, Jay. Yeah, on to music. Um, so the, the what I played at the beginning of the show. Yes, was indeed Eric Carmen. It was all by myself by Eric Carmen. Now the masturbation song. Correct. Um, and the funny thing is, it's gonna tie. It's gonna be a music and video tie-in, like internet thing and music tied in here on this one. It's a doozy. So uh, on YouTube, there is a fellow by the name of Adam Neely. And Adam Neely is a music theorist nerd. He's a, uh, he went to jazz school. Like he's a super jazzy guy. Kind of speaks a little over my head at times, to be fair. To be, okay. fair. To be fair. But he, he did something about, the title of the video was about a Celine Dion cover of the Eric Carmen song, right? Okay. And how there's a note in the bridge that, only few people can hit and Celine Dion is one of them. It's a super high note. Mariah Carey type stuff. Yeah. And the one thing I couldn't, I didn't know uh, completely beyond my depth. Eric Carmen wrote that song. He basically ripped off. Um, not Tchaikovsky, a uh, uh, classical music song. It's, um, God, fuck, should have written it down because I don't remember. At any rate, um, he thought it was in the public domain. And it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> so he had to pay the estate of the composer a writing credit for the song. Okay. Because he flat out, like, if you listen to the two, if you go to the go to YouTube, it's, it's all in there. It's a pretty sure. video, but it's a fantastic video about ranges and tonal discourse and things like that it's really it's a top-notch video it's a little inside baseball mm-hmm. probably a lot inside baseball from honest but it's just crazy that you play this concerto and you play this song like holy crap man he just stole it <laughs> like he stole it, it he thought it was in the public domain he's like oh sure no what, it's not. uh what's the uh whatever symphony it is um bittersweet symphony yeah I mean, that's what, I mean, that, that's not Pachelbel's canon, but there was another pop right. song that stole from that. Well, the, the Stones claim a writing credit on that song. Like, oh yeah. And they use, but the thing is, it's not even the main riff. Right. Uh, it's Rachmaninoff was the composer. There you are. Thank you, internet. Uh, Rachmaninoff, second concerto, second movement, second piano concerto, second movement. If you, It sounds just like... <laughs> Like, dude, you didn't even try. <laughs> you know, like what's what's this? What's the adage about using and stealing and, and borrowing? Oh, um, amateurs borrow, professionals steal. That's right. Jack Ingram taught us that. That's right. Um, and it's a, and it's a fantastic the, the the video, the Adam Neely video, is huge music nerdery on a huge scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam Neely comes off a bit <sighs> prickish i guess is the best way to put it like i'm better than you sure because he probably is 
<laughs> if you're honest. Yeah. Music wise, he comes off as kind of, but he does describe it in a way that you can understand it. Right. Like he shows you on, on the keyboard. Okay. Well, this is this, and he should be doing this, but he does this instead. And, and he, this chord wants to resolve to this chord to make, you know, to relieve the tension of that chord. And it's very inside baseball. Cool. Um, that's the kind of stuff I like though. But uh, yeah, me too. And like, but realizing that it was just, that song was a complete ripoff of rock. I don't know. It was such a big hit in the seventies, man. Oh, mammoth huge. And then his, Adam Neely's mom is a uh, music teacher, voice teacher. And she explains how Celine Dion can hit that note. Like he has her on and, and it requires a ton of, you don't realize how much body usage it takes to hit those notes. Those one Sure, notes. man. And Celine Dion is over the top to say the least, right? Like right. She's kind of on the verge of being creepy. Like she's just weird. Oh. Weird cat. Yeah. Like Kathy Lee Gifford weird. Yeah. That's the way I like to look at it. But you see her get ready to do this note and her entire body, she gets in, she gets in like a one position to get her spine straight and to get as, as much of her body behind the note as she can get. Wow. She nails it every, every time. And they talk about David Foster. Grip it and rip it. Produced that. Oh, song, yeah. Right. Yeah. David Foster. But yeah. You know anything about music? David Foster is like an uber producer. Correct. Writer. Extraordinaire. Johnny Grammy. He is Johnny Grammy. Um, and when they, she goes, when I came in and they went to the bridge and she goes, she tells David Foster, Hey, is this note the same as it is in the beginning of the song? And David goes, no, it's a key and a half higher <laughs> or, or some a step and a half higher or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And she looked at her like, what? <laughs> and then Foster goes, well, you know, if you can't hit it, I'm sure I could find somebody that can. Oh, and then it's like, all right. All right, motherfucker. There's no Lord Dushington here. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to hit the note, whether you like it or not. Right? Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, and also, uh, I know you talked about it on a previous co- podcast, but I finally got around to watching the Biggie Doc on Netflix. Yeah. It was outstanding. It was great. Like you said uh, in the text message back and forth, the extra video yes. that one of his posse took was definitely added a lot to the, to the story and to the documentary so uh, if you've not seen it yet please do it's very good very very good what, and uh, how you... how forward thinking of him to say record all this yes you know i mean and i don't know at the time if he thought that it could go away tomorrow or whatever it is but I mean, according he, to the he wanted to be able to go back and look yeah according to the documentary it almost did go away yeah but was before he was murdered obviously but i mean like he he was selling crack and he just right he was making more money doing that right even to the point where he moved to south carolina to sell more crack because he was getting they were getting four times as much for it there as he was in new york yep and finally and and finally puffy goes look it's that or this make a choice and and biggie went all right i'm coming with you and that was it so yeah and, and the birth of his daughter also true had a big impact on his life so what you yeah. got, what you got, what you got, what you got. What I got. Um, well, two two things quick. Uh, first, because 
you know, it's my homework to listen or watch the Cubs and your homework to listen or watch the Sox. I like to, um, this will probably drive coach nuts, but I'm, I'm a Sox appreciator. Okay. I'm not going to say I'm on the bandwagon, but okay. I've never hated them. Um, again, just like you, there's Sox fans I hate. Yes. But um, I mean, there's, Cubs, there's Cubs fans I hate. Right. So anyway, um, but if Uncle Ray Rayner taught us anything, man. That's right. You, you got to be able to turn the head around. You got it. So, I mean, that's right. So I've been listening to the Locked On podcast, okay. which is uh, Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. I love Herb Lawrence, my guy. Yeah, producers from the score, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of find out what happened in the game and what they think and what they think is going, going forward. The only thing I wish, and I know why they don't do this, mm-hmm. because it's a, natu- it's a national podcast. Right. This right. goes out to everybody. And so they have no idea who Herb Lawrence or Chris Tannehill are. Sure. But I wish they would put more of their personalities into the show. Yeah. Not be because so they are funny as fuck. And Herb is hilarious. Yeah. But th- they've got to kind of play this straight because it's a national gig. Sure. And um, yeah, it makes sense. So I wish there was more hijinks, but it, you know, it's not stopping me from, from listening. Well, did you know Lawrence does a morning show, national morning show on Sunday? On Sundays. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Like six to 10 AM or something like that. Some absurdly early hour on what? Uh, The former CBS sports radio, whatever that is nationally. It's a national show. Why doesn't the score run it? They do. Oh, do they? Yeah, I think it's five to nine, maybe, or something like that. Because hit and runs oh, at nine. That's I was going to say that, and that's when I get in the car to go to church. Yeah. yeah. So I always I I kick it off with hit and run, and I I guess I just assumed that they had, you know, like a fishing show or a, a lawyer show or some yeah, exactly some bullshit like that beforehand. Like, but to get to touch on hit and run today, real quick. Yeah. I was listening to it. Not to I don't want to Der Spiegel this the music thing, but um, you had Ellis Burks on when I was in the car. Okay. Um, and he brought up the list of white Sox and red Sox who, who players who have played for both teams where they rank in home runs mm. playing for the two teams. Sure. Number one's easy. There should be easy. I would imagine Fisk. Yeah. Fisk is one two. Cause I completely blacked out on purpose. The fact he was a white Sox. Uh, Manny Ramirez. Oh yeah, and he only hit one home run for the White Sox. I remember that week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Sox just win. Liam Hendricks safe. Anyway, um, nice. Yeah. Um, Ellis Burks is on the list. Um, I got who else? There was one other player that had a cup of coffee with the Sox too. I'm trying to. Rem- oh, Euclid. Oh. Yeah, a cup of coffee. I think he was here for two years, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Right. But yeah, he's uh, he's on the list too, and Ellis Burks is on the list, obviously. And sure. And the thing is, he revealed well, Spiegel revealed that Ellis. It was after the interview. Ellis wanted to stay in Chicago after he played here. Like he didn't want to go. Oh, he didn't want to leave. He wanted to stay with the White Sox, and he all he wanted was a two year deal. Okay. Because I figured he thought maybe he only had about a couple years left anyway. Hmm. Jerry wouldn't pay him. So then he went to Colorado and absolutely blew that place up. Pay the man his yeah, money. Man, just pay the man. Anyway, uh, back to your music thing, Jay. Do you have what? Do you have music internet thing? Because I come oh uh, yeah, it's a TV show again mm-hmm. on the Hulu's. Mm-hmm. 
it's called the aliens it uh it's a british show from a couple of years ago okay. and um it, it starts off with the premise that uh, aliens landed in uh, the uk 40 years ago and how they function now and i mean it's it's obviously a social commentary right yeah. where uh you know there's a wall and the aliens get to come over and work during the day, but then they have to go back at night and, you know, they look like us. Sure. It, um, it, so what happens is they get tagged and sprayed down when they come over in the morning because they sell their hair. And if humans smoke their hair, it's like the greatest drug in the world, Really, but it just like wow. scrambles your brain and makes you a drooling idiot that is in a wheelchair Whoa. but people do it so anyway the aliens highly recommend one season did uh have you seen the latest falcon winter soldier winter soldier yet i did yeah that was interesting it was i didn't expect her to show up i did not i was like i saw her well i saw somebody walking like oh, okay well i don't know what character this is right and spoilers um spoilers everybody spoiler right. if you don't know this and you want to watch it yeah if this part yeah julia louis dreyfus yes <laughs> like what yeah with, nor- with the northwestern purple in her hair a little streak of north she did purple. yeah give her the uh give her background info yes. from the comics so she is um in the comics anyway her character is a double agent uh she was a uh she worked for shield and hydra uh, and was actually a love interest of Nick Fury at one point. Um, but turned out she her name was Miss Hydra or something along those lines. Uh-huh. So she is a double agent. She works for Hydra or used to. I don't know what she does now. Uh, the big overriding theme of this is the power broker. There's a character called the power broker. Okay. There's talk. Somebody in the government, yeah uh no 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 it's it's some independent like uber rich illuminati type shit yeah yeah yeah. okay and um there's rumor and innuendo that she might be the power broker or um sharon carter might be the power broker okay which is weird to me because i don't know a i don't know how she get the money b how you know because in civil war she worked for shield and she was ostracized for helping captain america and falcon and winter soldier but i don't know how she would accumulate that kind of power that quickly if that makes any sense it so, does i'm thinking it's julia louis dreyfus or somebody we have not seen yet as the power broker um i think we've seen the last of zemo i believe zemo was arrested yeah and spoilers sorry uh, yeah if those uh if the warriors have anything to do about it yeah exactly so try uh, escaping from them yeah good luck they're well, tougher than Assad. Well, they, they flat out said they're going they're taking them to the raft right and the raft for those of you who don't know if you remember from uh civil war which i watched last night by the way probably my favorite marvel movie is captain america civil war uh, really yeah i think so huh. uh the raft is a basically a max security prison in the middle of the ocean that's under the water and they raise it up to take new uh, prisoners 
and they lower it back down in the water. So you, take that, Azkaban. You, you're not going to be able to get out. Like there's no right? way, way to get out. Yeah, they, they flat out said, yeah, we're taking to the raft, which is all right, which is weird. I don't know why, why wouldn't you take them to Wakanda and deal with them there? Right. But he might escape or whatever. He ain't escaping from the raft. No. So it's not done. Nope. Mm-mm. Um, and there's, and the thing is, the weird thing is this too about that show, and this part isn't spoilers. Apparently, the next episode's the last one ever of this. I don't know about ever. Okay. But there's season a, finale. There's a lot of loose ends you got to tie up in one episode. Yeah. There's a lot of tentacles, pardon the hydropun, but there's, uh-huh. there's what you did there. There's things that are going on all over the place with, with John Walker's character and, and Julia Louis Dreyfus and Falcon. And he's going to be the new cap. And there's a lot of loose ends that are going to, unless it's gonna be like a two hour, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, what's funny. You mentioned that. Um, yeah. I've noticed that on Disney and some of the other streaming services that uh, random times on stuff. Like yeah. some episodes will be 36 minutes. Some will be like 56. Some this last are... one was over an hour. Yeah. The one that came out Friday. So I don't know. I mean, obviously everything used to be timed with commercials in it. Right. So an hour show would be 40 minutes of content. But sure. yeah. Yeah. But it's just weird to me. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to finish. If, if the next episode is the last one or you're going to do a season two. Yeah, because I don't because I don't think I thought you were said they were setting this up for the Doctor Strange movie. Uh, that was WandaVision. Oh, OK. Uh, I listen to one, the show. I'm a big fan. One, this one I don't think has any tie into the upcoming MCU timeline. OK, I don't think. Could be wrong. I mean, if they make if they make Falcon Cap, which it sounds like they're going to or he's going to be. Or, I hope so. Then that'll obviously that will that will play out. But I, you know. It's like the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show on Netflix. Everybody yeah. thought that tied in MCU, and then there's all these, uh, for lack of a better word, like um, missteps that don't tie into anything. Yeah. You know? But we've got to have a vehicle for Colby Smothers. <laughs> of course. Of course. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is you, you looking at your watch? Jeff? I am. All right. It is uh, about that time. I want to thank you guys for this episode. Uh, we are on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash it's that pod. We're on Twitter. I am at triple Lindy's J is at J the letter. The letter. Please, Shirley. Uh, you can email us Joe at it's that podcast.com or Jason is that podcast.com. We are on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Now Alexa, just by saying, Hey Alexa, play it's that podcast through Spotify. Screw the playing app. Screw right me. through Spotify. It will gladly start it for you. They sure will. That's right. Written now subscribe don't cost you nothing. Go ahead. It really doesn't. And nope. that it helps us out. And just to let you kids know that in the upcoming weeks, we'll, we'll have some fun announcements for you. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to want to tease. I don't want to tease it too much, but um, mm-hmm. trying to get the network off the ground and uh, see what we can do. See what we can do. And don't, don't be such a mark. Don't. Don't be. Don't Do be, not. Don't be such a mark, all right? Please don't be such a mark. One of the guys are listening to this episode. What's up, Buckers? Fuck the Packers. Packers. And the Twins. And the Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals.
and the Red Sox oh, did something. The Twins with a red hot poker. Oh, right up the, oh, the red, red wings. Oh, 